Another week, another Spurs disappointment. This time, Champions League. Losing on aggregate score to AC Milan and have now been eliminated. So it looks like another trophyless season for the North London side, making it 15 years since they last won a trophy. How did they deal with this? Well, I watched the whole 90 minutes of that game and I I feel for them badly. I could always say I understand as, as an Aston Villa fan, but of course, we've had it was so much worse. Imagine finishing sixth every season. Mm. I mean, they're still getting you between football. It's not like they're getting relegated season after season. Crisis Tottenham yet again. There we go. That's the headline. Yeah, it's not really a crisis. For me, they're just becoming the new Everton of the Premier League. Everton, not weren't, even, gonna... Everton weren't this. Everton didn't hit Tottenham's heights, so I would no, disagree with that one. They're just, they're just there. Tottenham are there. They're not the big team. They're always going to be considered the underlings of that big six. Yeah, they're always on the cusp of breaking into it, but never going to be taken serious because of anything they do. Like use, They can have a good run in the Premier League and end up coming second but never close enough to actually win the league and then cup competitions you know they're never going to do anything and it doesn't surprise me every season now you hear reports of could Harry Kane actually leave this season now we'll be a few days Conte's future's being spoken about again forget to dare is to do as their big tagline motto of the club it should actually be what's next because we're asking that well, I mean, yeah. the season, just every season now, <laughs> it's 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 got to be boring for a Tottenham fan because yeah. you're wondering can we just get it right for once, and can every we time kick on and do something, yeah, and every time they end up bringing up the past, which sometimes it can work, but of course if you remember how that actually went down, you're then going, oh actually maybe best not. Well, yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of reports just before we jump into the game itself of potentially. What is it to jump into the game? (laughs) Well, yeah. Um, But does bringing Potch back change this team at all into a winning team of a sort of like a trophy? Because he's been there before and he didn't win anything with them. So, what's a few years away going to have changed for him? Yes, there's some new players in the team. And was he there when the stadium was built? Yeah, it was the first season. Because it was was the old one, I think. That's why I remember it, I believe. mm, I mean, obviously, he didn't see Obviously, he didn't see out the full season because of um, Jose coming in in the first few weeks of that all or nothing documentary. But I'm looking at this and I'm like, why would you bring him back for? Yeah, I feel like the last, the last few managers they've had have all been very defensive-minded managers who are focused on having either father-the-back or wing-backs as such. Mm-hmm. That's Jose, Nuno, Conte. Yeah. And like, Potts wasn't an overly attacking manager, was he? No. But I was wonder if maybe that's what Tottenham should look at now. Like you've gone down all the other routes, going for someone who's looking at 
more of an attacking style that benefits the rest of your players. Mm. Well, I think another problem with them is they've got some quality players, not enough to go on and do anything serious in the league or mainly Europe as well. I don't think Poch can instill that in them, in these set of players. The big reason Poch can't go back is because there's still a load of those players that are at the club that got rid of him in the first place. Well, yeah. I, what, what's a few years away going to make? And what says that you aren't going to down your tools again? Exactly. Like, like, like Some of them have already slightly done, I think. Mm. I don't know. You don't play the way you do in a second leg of a Champions League last 16 game like they did on Wednesday. It was awful. Because all the clubs that just dream of being in that moment and you have them yeah. not just doing it. Like, it's just a normal game. It was pathetic, I thought. Yeah, it was like it was a meaningless group game that they knew that they would progress when, in fact, they hadn't. They were down it's a bit the tight. To tell them they could to actually score. go out at this stage. Yeah, I think that's what they needed. That wake-up call going, lads, we're not winning here on the score and away goals don't count anymore. You do know that. Yeah, maybe. That's I, don't I don't know. Conte isn't inspired anymore. He can't wait for this season to end, I don't think. Mm. I think I'll be a man at yeah, I think when we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, I do think his time's coming to an end this season and oh, he won't be there next season at all. Yeah, and the question starts coming out of players, whether they're going to be there or not. Harry Kane, rumours again have come up. Someone bidding mm. a bit by and we're talking about him this morning, I've seen. Yeah, uh, their honorary president, Yuli Hunas, had spoke about yeah. it. Bayern don't need him. <laughs> we'll get to that one. <laughs> Well, yeah. Um, I mean, and then there's the obvious talk of Manchester United as well. Which is probably for the best, I think, if you're him. Yeah. But of course, does he want to stay at Tottenham and be their one club man? Mm. A bit of like uh, Alan Shearer predicament. It like is I've spoken yeah. on in the past again. Be loyal to your club and not win anything or go on elsewhere and actually achieve something in your career. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And because we're back on contact, the players are also slightly turning. Richarlison's been public with yeah, a few comments, um, and you can guarantee he's probably not the only one who's thinking that. Oh, no, there's obviously going to be a lot more. Um, my main one thinking was Jed Spence, who obviously went out and loaded in I January. I feel so awful for him. Like all the clubs mm. that wanted him, and he went there, thinking, right, here I come, I'm going to have the Delhi Alley rise almost, but no, just no chance given. No, you're not alone. Mm. I, know he did, I don't know how he's doing in France now. No, but I don't know him myself, actually. It's just awful. Like, he should... Yeah. But imagine how Forrest doing now, he'd have been so much better. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100% they would have been so much better. And, yeah, I think Richarlison's comments, um, speaking to TNT Sports Brazil, just... I think highlight the problems that uh, Spurs have. Like he doesn't understand why he's not getting picked. And well, we can, mate, because you're not scored a goal all season except in the Champions League. Well, yeah, haven't scored since September, was it? The World Cup. <laughs> well, I mean, like for Spurs, he hasn't scored since September. But 
to me, he never felt really like the right appointment. Like, yes, Conte was doing well at Inter when he was there, but I look at that squad and then I'm like, I don't see this as a team that are ready to run their bollocks off for him. And I feel like that's what Conte demands. Yeah, I almost liking him to a new Emery, just slightly in the way he wants you to be fully behind him. Mm. You got a fucking dive, <laughs> just a foreign <laughs> version of that. Is, um, yeah, they want hard-working players, characters, almost. And Tottenham don't have enough of them. No, and they were always known for those those kind of players as well. It just seems recently as it to have faded away, realistically. Yeah, people that are just there to happy to earn the the wage. I feel. Mm. Right. Um, elsewhere, <laughs> that dramatic pause for that. <laughs> That's coming. Yeah, I mean, just that Spurs talk has just depressed me too much. Don't you think I feel? I watch it every week. Well, yeah, that is very, very, very true. Uh, the other game that took place on Wednesday was Bayern Munich beating PSG by two goals. You know, Eric Maxim to promoting and Serge Gnabry scoring the goals. To Didn't make, need Harry Kane uh, have got to promoting. Exactly. Uh, so Bayern win three 0 on aggregate and another early exit in the Champions League for PSG. Yeah, what's left to be said about them now at this point? Mbappe needs to get out of there. <laughs> Yeah, he he deserves Real Madrid. He's better than this. Mm. Leon, why are you hanging around? Why do you want to be there next season if not for money? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, like, yeah, you can win the league and the cups, but if you're not doing anything in Champions League, you're just there for a payday now. It feels like that, yeah, because it's so easy. In the league for, for PSG, if they do try and make it very difficult for themselves. Mm. I mean, obviously there was the talk. I don't think it came out before uh, after we recorded on Monday that Neymar's missing the rest of this season now. Yeah, uh, with injury. You know, looking like they've got nothing else to play for because, like we said, they should have this uh, Liege one wrapped up. They're obviously out of the Coupe de France. Um, so, like, it is literally just the league for them to play now. I know their season's just going to peter out slightly. Yeah. Which is which is not what you want, really. But we say this every season with PSG. They're a team of individuals. Mm-hmm. It's not a team. Which is why no. the problem's all on earth off the field as well. Yeah. Every season you're always hearing about off the field stuff. And then on the field, like we said, just it's a team of individuals, not a collective team. Because, yeah they've still got quality enough to win your games and they'll always score you 100 more goals than the opposition nine times out of 10. When it comes to meaningfulness in the Champions League and coming up against teams that are, are collective, which you can clearly see this Bayern Munich side are, especially with the way um, Matthias De Ligt has been playing in recent weeks since he joined them this season, it's clear that it is a collective team there compared to PSG. Yeah, and that's from that stems from the top all the way to the bottom. The mm-hmm. top hires these managers who aren't brought in for their tactics. They're brought in. Can you manage these this individual? Can you manage that individual? Can you stop those two fighting? 
that's all they're brought in for. And Golte is not going to save the season. Or he will save the season, but he won't be there next season. Yeah. But they it's are... chop and change every season. That's all it is. Mm. And they're, they're their own worst enemy in the fact of bringing in all these superstars, trying to have all this success, and it's just not working for them. They always should be modelling their, themselves on Real Madrid. Because... Yes, they look like they have a team of individuals, but Carlo Ancelotti is so good that he can make them into a team. Mm. For me, they're doing old school Real Madrid of the early Galactico eras when they weren't winning the Champions League and that. And <laughs> they brought in all the big names at Real Madrid and weren't doing anything. But then, you know, look at it, like you say, how Carlo Ancelotti's got this team playing and everything, it's a lot better. Yeah, that's someone's off. With PSG, and yeah, you'll win the league every season, but you're not going to achieve your overall goal doing what you're doing right now. Yeah, it becomes too repetitive of, oh, we're trying to do this with the Champions League, trying to do that. Yeah, what is it, one final uh, that they've ever reached, which was the, in the recent COVID, history? The COVID final, which was horrific. <laughs> I never yeah, want to remember sh- that game ever again. Yeah, that was awful. And then post and pre that they always go out like quarterfinals last 16 like they never do anything in the Champions League all I will remember PSG until they win that Champions League is the 6-1 against Barcelona that is it but even that I don't think many will actually remember that no, I don't know how <laughs> it's just it's so tame and boring for them like like you say the quality is there to be better than what it actually is and I, I just don't see it ever changing there at this minute in time. While they keep doing what they are doing in terms of spending in the transfer market and having a manager that, yes, can make it seem easy on the outside, but I think most people could go into that PSG job, do well, win the league, win the one or two of the cups. But it's on the bigger stage of the Champions League where they'll always flock whilst they keep going on this same trajectory of how they sign players and how it's managed it does feel like like Tuchel was the last guy to get close I like mm-hmm. sort of think he was building a team but then he fell out there were, there's all, all the reports of him falling out with people and if it was Neymar wasn't it who was named yeah the, I think Neymar was definitely the main one that was talked about of like the big falling out between him and Thomas Tuchel uh and yeah, I suppose you are right in seeing. So I go back to him. Last... <laughs> well, yeah. Do you finally just get Zidane in and just sack it off and <laughs> just do it? But could Zidane actually do it there, though? That's my thing. Like, yes, he's a French legend, cult hero. Everyone loves him in France because of who he is. And yes, he had a good time at Real Madrid winning three Champions League in there, or did he win four? I think he won four, but he won the three in a row, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Horrible error that was. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I just, I don't, for me, I don't see him being able to do it there with that uh, PSG squad. Well, that was it, because this is something that we didn't talk about when it was discussed the, in one of the last few podcasts a couple of day, weeks ago. One of the names that was linked with the PSG job. 
Was it Stephen Gerrard? Yeah, what the fuck is going on if they hire Stephen Gerrard as their next manager? I I think that was just to get paperclicks and people talking about it slightly. No seriousness there. If you're a PSG fan, you'd be hoping so. In that because I mean, did they not see us? Did they not see Villa? Well, yeah, and like, doesn't he hasn't done anything meaningful in his career that to go? Okay, he warrants a chance at getting this PSG job. And we can't even say they should go for Pochettino instead. Well, yeah. Right, let's finish off with uh, Tuesday's games. So Chelsea managed to turn around their tie, beating Borussia Dortmund two 0 on the night. Uh, Raheem Sterling and Kai Havertz with the goals. Kai Havertz seemed to have himself a really good game, actually. He's playing Tuesday. a fucking German team, that's why. Oh, yeah. You can only do it at that level. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, yeah, fair play, Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah, they deserved it. I didn't have that one. Or I wasn't actually watching any of the Tuesday games, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, I think it was a much better performance than what we'd seen from the first league um, from... Graham Potter side, and it definitely seemed like in recent weeks, like especially the last couple of games, they've got that bit of fire reignited in them, and maybe they can slightly, slightly turn it around now and have a positive end to the season. Obviously, now advancing to through to the quarterfinals is uh, still a big thing for them, and obviously, post-match scenes shows how key of a win it was because obviously Todd Bowley going down to the tunnel with a beer in his hand, embracing. Uh, Graham Potter afterwards. Oh, I feel like I want to say something on him after I've done this point. We should have saw this coming, really, because it's Chelsea's thing. It seems if they're having a bad league season, they're going to then have a Champions League. They also have the Liverpool effects. Yeah. They definitely do seem to have that effect. And obviously, if we think back to that season where they finished 10th, like when Mourinho was there at the start of it, didn't they end up going on to win the Champions League? Or was it the Europa League no, they ended up no. winning? Uh, yeah, I want to say they did, yeah. So, it is one of them ones where they seem to do well from uh, having a bad league season. Actually, no, I don't think they did, did win the... I can't recall. <laughs> but anyway, the point I was going to make afterwards was thoughts on that penalty. Uh, I think it was definitely just about encroachment at the start of it, and then I think it was encroachment, it but it was the big thing. And knowing Hargreaves brought this up, I saw in the comments, was it because the, he stuttered? I, th- I think, like so, in that situation, just... as a player, you are gonna think, Oh, he's gonna take it, but he stuttered. Oh, god. Mm-hmm. So you're like reacting before you get anything fully uh, sorted. Yeah, it was. Um, Todd Bowley, for all the jokes he gets, what I will say is he's doing everything right in terms of getting involved with the fan base and trying to understand them, which I think yeah. is the minimum you want from an owner. Oh, 100%. Compared to and... any other American owner in the league, almost. <laughs> Glazers, wankers. What do you mean? They were at the League Cup final, show some respect. <laughs> All right, half of them were. 
It's not even half because there's six members of the Glazer's family there. So it's a six. It'll be sad when they're gone. <laughs> who will be? Literally, who will be sad when they're gone? <laughs> Apart from themselves. Uh, yeah. I'm having you on. Anyway, more Man <laughs> United later. Yeah, uh, oh. it is good to see Todd Bowley doing that and trying to connect fully with everything that's going on in the club and he seems like he wants to be a very hands-on owner both with the men and women's side as well because obviously um, the women's team played in their league cup final the other week and he was present there so he does seem to want to be a hands-on manager. <laughs> he was there and, right um, owner, sorry. <laughs> uh, so yeah it is good to see him taking the same kind of approach that uh, Roman Abramovich was when he he was Chelsea owner because you always saw him at uh, Chelsea games and getting involved with stuff. So, yeah, pretty good much. Good to see that following along. Uh, the oh, yeah, the other one. <laughs> the other one, uh, Scott Parker. <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, we all knew it was coming, let's be honest. <laughs> we did. Anyone who knew what it was like, but yeah, it, it for, all the, for all the positives the goal will have the negatives outweigh and he's not a top level manager no absolutely destroyed by Goncalo Ramos uh, this time scoring a brace as Benfica went on to win 5-1 on the night and 7-1 on aggregate which was obviously Scott Parker's last game as he has since been uh, sacked however I will give credit to Bjorn uh, Meyer for his yeah, goal that goal was Bruce. weird did he saw it was it and it somehow swerved yeah, it was such a weird, but beautiful goal. And you're like, it's one of them where you're like, that deserves a celebration. However, you realise <laughs> no, you're getting absolutely down. fucking. <laughs> it's one of them like uh, any other occasion, like if it wasn't a knockout game, or and you weren't losing that bad. Like if that was like an equaliser or a winner, you'd go mad celebrating that. But because of the scoreline, you're like, mm. eh, as good a goal as it was, it can't be considered for the post gas just because of the moment because it's not allowed. Moment. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, good uh, game for Benfica, and I think it was an easy time. Let's be honest. Yeah, a lot I don't uh, think easier be than easy, most people thought. Like, they shouldn't be overlooked. Whoever draws them in the quarterfinals, whenever that may be, <laughs> next week. <laughs> uh, no, I think it may be. Towards the end of March, like roughly when we're at. Yeah, when's the next round? When's the next lot of one? Well, the games, because the second set of second legs take place next week, and I, so maybe next Friday then, or the following Friday after that. So the, the next Champions League games are next week. You'd think they'd do it the Friday. Logic says that, but you know what you wait for a like. But obviously, <laughs> there'll be a lot of reaction coming next week. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Scott Parker's like three, four months tenure, if that, at uh, Club yeah, Bruges coming to an end. It was not long. No, um, obviously struggling in the Belgian league, sitting in fourth place, and obviously now out of the Champions League is not good for them. Uh, quick look ahead to next week's fixtures. So we've got FC Porto playing Inter Milan. Inter Milan have a 1-0 advantage in that. Manchester City versus RB Leipzig. That is a 1-1 tie after the first leg. And then on Wednesday, Napoli have a 2-0 advantage against Eintracht Frankfurt. And then, obviously, we know uh, Real Madrid have a 5-2 advantage against Liverpool. Yeah. 
you're going to make me talk about the Europa League next, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, I'll, we'll go on to it. Man United are back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, nice to see Ten Hag trusted that same eleven just to go right legs and mm. show me that you are better bold. than that seven nil drop in. Very bold move. I'll give him that one. But then again, mm. I look at the opposition and say, as good as they've done in the league. It is a massive step down from Liverpool. Yeah. It was a much easier game for them. Although, Hay has still made a mistake for Betis' goal. And, um, I won't have this thing that he's a good goalie. <laughs> the man's finished. He's a good shot stopper. He's not a good goalie. And then uh, Diogo Delo again. I think he had another ball game. Hence why he was taken off at half-time and bringing on Aaron wan People were saying he was doing good. It was like, every time wan plays, he's better. Yeah. He just load doesn't seem to have a piece form pre injury and pre World Cup because pre World Cup he was really good, but now he he's fighting for his place and I don't think he should get it back. Um elsewhere, Bruno silenced all critics. I mean, that was just all nonsense. Everything coming out after that game in the weekend, Frody ends up saying he wanted to be sub play the teammates being angry at him. Rashford came out on the pre pre match press conference saying he was like, No, I hundred percent support Bruno and everything he does. Obviously players get frustrated and it's the moment and it's just who Bruno is. And Ten Hag came out saying yeah, he's carrying on as my captain and scored. So Yeah. Well just what do I criticise him? And I feel like the the actual proper opinion should be that he does still get too emotional. Like he has still got to control the frustration in the moment because it does happen a bit too much. It, it might not be affecting players because obviously from the outside looking in, we don't know that. Mm. But like when you see it happen, it's like, that's too much. Calm the fuck down. Yeah, I suppose you can criticise his passion a bit too much. Like he does get a bit stroppy and moany, but at the end of the day, but again, it's I always going to be fighted in a loss like that. Yeah. But no one's going to care when they win. No. Um, yeah, good to see United uh, winning 4 1. Uh, the front four scoring, so Rashford, Fernandez, Anthony, and Valtavec was finally scoring at Old Trafford. Yeah, he's fine for his pass when Harry Kane comes in. <laughs> I mean, he won't be there because obviously he's only a Blunt deal. So. I was horse carries on. Who needs Harry Kane? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, overall, happy with the performance. Should be confidently into uh, the quarterfinals now. And attention turns to Sunday when they play Southampton at home. Yeah, um, if you need a bounce back league, well, that's the one you should be winning. Yeah. Particularly if you used to go and lose that now and the crisis is carrying on. It's not a crisis. Are you sure? That's what the media is telling me. Oh. <laughs> I mean, fucking Chris Sutton coming out saying Bruno should never be captain of Man United again. Just like, fuck off. You know, if you listen to what most of the 606 lot take, say, as well, you take that as a valid opinion, then, yeah. That's you something you shouldn't these, be doing. Yeah, if you take my of what these pundits are saying, not just 606, but a lot of the media A lot of it is reactionary at the time, which is understandable, yeah. but in the bigger picture, 
has to be thought of in this case. Yeah, and you can see what Ten Hag's doing. Like one result won't define their season, as has been proven when they uh, lost to Manchester City earlier on in the season. They kicked on from it and have looked a lot better and getting the results that they needed to. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, carrying on league-wise, because I'm not talking about the Conference League, screw West Ham. And can the... I just <laughs> go ahead and finish with the Europa League because we haven't spoken oh. on Arsenal yet. Oh, God, yeah. That uh, <laughs> yeah, so they were held to a 2-2 draw with Sporting uh, Club. William Saliba and an own goal managed to secure a draw there for Arsenal, obviously, because they were losing after going Carlo Ignacio and Polinio scored not that Polinio before you go there. I didn't think it was actually. Um, very good defender, Ignacio. He had been heavily linked with a move to Spurs, if I remember, in the summer. Uh, definitely one I would love to see come play in the Premier League if anything you know comes about Mark of it. Uh, no, Carlo Ignacio. You can tell I'm not listening. <laughs> Carlo yes. uh, I don't know him, but Marcus Edwards is the one I want to see in the Premier League. I would love him at Villa, and I think he'd fit perfectly. Yeah, could do. Wouldn't be very, very. Bad. I thought we're also getting linked with Pedro Pedro Gong Pedro Goncalves as well. Yes, oh, he's been moving Probably. around a bit for us, but you know, I'd, I'd take him. But <laughs> who knows what Villa are up to this summer? No, and um, we've still got plenty of the season left before we can talk on uh, transfers. Uh, elsewhere in the Europa League, Juventus beat Freiburg 1-0 uh, with Angel Di Maria scoring the only goal of that game. Sevilla beat Fenerbahce 2-0. Uh, Roma managed to beat Real Sociedad 2-0. Bayer Leverkusen beat Ferran Chavros by the same scoreline and the battle of the Unions, uh, FC Union Berlin and Royal Union saint Gilois uh, finished in a 3-3 draw. Yeah, fair do. And all them lot. Uh, you're going to make me do conference league name? Just say West Ham won. That was it. They're probably going for a... Yeah, easy 2-0 victory against AEK Larnaca for them. Mikel Antonio scoring twice. Yeah. <laughs> I think it... Um, <clears throat> turning our attention now to the league. So, lunchtime kickoff tomorrow. Bournemouth-Liverpool. Should be an easy win for Jurgen Klopp's side. If they're, if they're playing like they did last week, then it should be very straightforward, I think, yeah. And if you remember the first result between these two sides, 9-0. Oh, God, yeah, it was the night. See, this season, you look back on stuff that happened at the start, it feels like ages ago. I mean, this was back in August, so... It, it feels like a completely ago. different season. Yeah. I think it didn't help with a massive like month... It's a six-week break because of the World Cup, so also that's why Czech, it feels... Also, Czech's manager, Scott Parker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, wasn't that his last game in charge? I feel like it was, yeah. They had no choice but to get rid of him. Even though everyone was yeah. saying, it's still too early. You've got to give him time. Like, they just they lost 9-0, guys. <laughs> yeah. Although, if you're Southampton, they kept Ralph Hasenhutl after their 9-0 defeats, didn't they? They're still due it this season. <laughs> Welcome Manchester United. <laughs> Are you, you did it already. <laughs> doesn't mean we can't do it again. <laughs> Just because you do it once doesn't mean you can't do it multiple times. But yeah, 
Uh, especially how Liverpool's front three are playing at the minute. Gakpo, Nunez and Salah, you should say, easy victory for Jurgen Klopp's side. Uh, looking at Captain the three... Gakpo. <laughs> yes. Uh, looking at the three o'clock, you've got Everton, Brentford, Leeds, Brighton, Leicester, Chelsea and Spurs versus Forest. I mean, if Spurs drop points here, then panic stations... It's, then it's a crisis, potentially, just to, yeah. just to dig the hole even further. Mm, um, I mean, the last time they played, they played each other in the League Cup back in November, which Forrest ended up winning 2 0. So, was maybe that they a, can. Was that a Tottenham? Uh, it was not. It was at the City Ground. Yeah, that does change things, unfortunately, when you look at the form. Yeah, I nearly forgot what Forest uh, Ground was called then for a second. <laughs> I nearly called it the City of Forest. I don't know why, but I nearly called it the City of Forest Stadium. I don't Jesus know Christ. <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds like an awful stadium name, the City of Forest Stadium. What? I know. I'm actually trying to call it something different, like the City of Manchester Stadium. That would be horrific, wouldn't it? Chelsea, <laughs> 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 um, oh. Leicester, I think... It used to be on paper a good game. It could Chelsea. still be. Leicester seemed to be okay at home compared to away. And Chelsea, we know they, they're like in the league. They, they, they What they've done in midweek now needs to translate to the Premier League. Mm, I mean, Leicester's home form isn't... Their away form this season is actually better than their home form because they're second <laughs> bottom in terms of home form this season, Leicester oh, actually, Jesus. compared to 12th. Uh, away, no, sorry, I didn't, I didn't know that. That's actually baffled me a bit. Yes, their away form is actually better. Well, Chelsea win, <laughs> yes. Uh, Everton Brentford, I think Sean Dyche's side need to be winning this one mm. to try Brentford, and keep themselves. Yeah, Brentford, I, I, I can't believe it's they're unbeaten since they got beaten 4 0 by my villa. Really, I think it's something like that, yeah. Oh, yeah, just looking at the last four games, two wins and two draws. Jesus Christ. That is incre- quite incredible. Yeah. They're having a really although, good season. Although, for, for the hundredth year of when I'm bringing my villain into this, I need Ivan Tony to get banned very soon because hopefully <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he's a big player for them and he's a very good one. Yeah. Um, one, just looking forward to next season. David Raya seems to be... Uh, a player that they uh, look set to lose uh, a number of top clubs are set to be looking at him I think that could be a big hole for them going forward if he's not there next season let's put our two clubs into the, equa- into the equation if you want to replace De Gea I don't think he's a bad show actually and a, yeah, I mean, probably less expensive option as well by less expensive you mean absolutely 40 you can get 40 million I think for he's out of contract even better <laughs> I'm sure he's out of contract this season so you don't have to pay a penny for him to, to Brentford that's that surprising that it's actually that Brentford have allowed that I think it's because they've been talking about it throughout this season but apparently he just wants to leave now which understandable and he's a good enough keeper to go elsewhere I said your club but I think in the situation where Enemy Martinez ends up going for a high price David Rare should be close to the top of the list of goalies we should look at yeah, 100% I agree. If 
Martinez does go. You want someone who's decent with the ball at the feet as well, and I think he's okay at that. Yeah, he's very good, and I think that's why a number of clubs are looking at him. Him, Yasin Bonner, the World Cup, the Moroccan World Cup goalie, who got nominated yeah. for the FIFA award. Uh, I think I'd have him as well. I think options. But of course, uh, I'd like him. Not an Esther Yeah. What about uh, Diego Carlos at Porto? No, you see. <laughs> Looks like a good enough keeper, but who knows? Uh, we can only speculate what no, might no, happen. Do you, do you know the reason why? No, it's not what? on anything on Diego Carlos, the goalie himself. It's because we've got a centre-back called Diego Carlos, and I can't allow that. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. He's <laughs> injured, though. Is that why? No, he's, he's trying to get He will be back very soon. I'm very excited. I mean, he has missed a lot of this season, though, hasn't he? It's yeah, but working. him under Emery. Yeah, it could be Tom good. To cook. You, don't, you never know. I don't know who he plays for, though. Do you drop Kansa or Mings? It's a, it's a difficult one. Yeah, both have been playing quite well recently. Uh, let's Although Mings has still got the odd mistake in him, and yeah, it's probably going to be Mings, but we also look terrible when he doesn't play, so it's it's a difficult conundrum for us. Yeah. Anyway, let's finish off the weekend's fixtures. So the 5.30 kick-up on Saturday is Crystal Palace versus Manchester City, and then Sunday we've got... They are all like Palace in this situation. They've been crap the last few weeks. They've not been good enough at all and so much so they're slipping into the relegation but they always turn up against Man City uh, yeah this, I mean it's apart, from earlier, on, <laughs> apart <laughs> from earlier on this season when they lost 4-2 but their recent, yeah. the other recent games I mean uh, last season nil-nil draw at home and then beating them away and then well, the just talking for your Super 6 predictors and there's always yes. one odd one it's, it could absolutely be this one Potentially could be. Uh, two o'clockers on Sunday, you have Fulham, Arsenal, Man United, Southampton, and obviously West Ham versus Aston Villa. And then the weekend finishes off with Newcastle Wolves, which I don't know why. Yeah, baffling fixture choices this week on the Premier League. But West Ham, carry on. Like, why would anyone want to watch Newcastle? I other Newcastle and Wolves fans, it's an odd choice. Yeah, like it's not even like you can say this is based on earlier on the season where Wolves have even been remarkably good because they've been shite and Newcastle's form of recent has been shite. So it's just like nil nil. Are we we're gonna yeah. get the first nil nil half all the season? It wouldn't surprise me because the game earlier on this season was a one all draw. Yeah, close battle. I'm guessing mm-hmm. for this one. Uh, word on. West Ham Villa, I think, because David Moyes is on he's on the uh, the edge. The Clarence Blue Battle. But we had it first. If you actually research the story, we gave them their kits. Still Clarence Blue Battle. Kit Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Beat Juventus. Well, if you ch- don't change the narrative. <laughs> I'm trying to... <laughs> Anyway, Carrie, what was you going to say about David Moyes and being on a knife edge? Yeah, if you lose to Villa, you are getting sacked. And I feel like the reaction in the London Stadium as well will be apocalyptic. Yeah. Nuclear is the word. And I believe we're on telly. Uh... It's a choice of us or is it United Southampton? 
No, you're not on telly, actually. Oh, for fuck! Are you telling me? I've got to again. I'm not having this discussion. On how we it's can't actually watch. Arsenal Fulham. Fulham Arsenal's on TV. Of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah. So, which uh, is meaningless. Uh, right. Anyway, let's have a look at the European leagues this weekend. Uh, we'll start off in Italy. Because Napoli will be hoping to get back to winning ways after losing last time out against uh, Lazio as they face Atalanta on Saturday evening. Elsewhere, Bologna play Lazio. Inter Milan play later on tonight against Spezia. Uh, AC Milan don't play until Monday against Salonatana. Juve play on Sunday evening against Sampdoria. And Roma play Sassuolo. So not a lot of interesting fixtures there in Italy, but I think that's quite a lot of the way with the European fixtures this weekend although yeah. I think Napoli versus Atalanta could be a good one yeah that's one to like, Atalanta are always quite underrated I feel yeah definitely uh, over in La Liga Real Madrid they play host to Espanyol uh, a needed win to have any chance of making this a title fight uh, Barcelona, they don't play until Sunday evening when they travel to Bilbao to take on Athletic Club. And Diego Simeone's Atletico Madrid don't play until Monday evening when they travel to uh, Girona. And fourth place Royal Sociedad, they travel to Mallorca on Sunday evening. Over in France, and tonight it's Lille versus Lyon in Ligue 1. And then PSG, they travel to Brest on Saturday evening. And then... Uh, Monaco, who are in third, they play host to Stade Rem. Uh, obviously, we all know about Stade Rem with uh, Will Still and their fantastic run. Best form in Europe, is it? 18 to 19? It's got to be close, isn't it? Yeah, the man's become yeah. a bit of a meme, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, for all the right reasons, because he's doing a fantastic job there. And that his name is just easy to work as a sentence. Yes. Uh, and then finally, over in the Bundesliga this weekend, league leaders by Munich, they play against Augsburg on Saturday lunchtime. Leipzig play uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach and Borussia Dortmund travel to Schalke. Yeah, oh, well, that it's a massive derby, that one. The rare derby, Schalke and Dortmund, but it's top against the second, second bottom. towards... Second bottom, yeah. Like, mm, obviously, the two teams are not it, at the same level anymore, and it's yeah, massively Probably sad. Whatever, <laughs> yeah, I need a bit more fire, definitely. And obviously, if Schalke pick up a surprise victory, it's good for them in terms of that relegation battle in Germany because, like we said last week, hurt it would be to hold on, but to drop points and completely derail their league chase, yeah. I mean. And helping out with Schalke's escape from, uh, to victory, I'm really bad at sorry with that one. Um, and <laughs> that was in um, Austria. I know, but uh, definitely could help with their survival bid in terms of getting out of the relegation. Don't scrap. describe and... that. Don't, whatever you do, don't describe that as like Nazi and oriented. Your people will think you sound like Gary Lineker. <laughs> Uh, don't even get started on that. I'm trying to think, how can I get a Gary Lineker thing into this whole, whole podcast? And there it was. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and on Benteke, watch for you this weekend. DC United play uh, Orlando City on Sunday. Well, Sunday morning, Saturday evening. You know what? I, don't, I don't know how this has happened, but I am slowly getting into the MLS. <laughs> I mean, it's. I'm not going to go and subscribe to Apple TV to go and watch it though. Like, I'm not doing. Oh that. God, no! <laughs> Jesus Christ! God, no. Apple TV, at least give me it for free. <laughs> Yeah, it's not worth paying for, let's be honest. Uh, so, yeah, and obviously the LAFC don't play until Sunday evening, Monday morning against uh, the New England Revolution. Yeah, and if anyone wants to root for a team, or a new team in particular, St. Louis City are there and their story. Reading it this week is actually pretty good. Yeah, and this weekend they travel to Portland bad time they face the proper opposition <laughs> <laughs> I mean an awful time if you want to watch it over here in the UK 3.30 yeah, so... sun- Sunday morning mm. just stick with the highlights me yes. right um, I believe that is it for this week uh, unless we've yeah. missed anything that's happened in the last couple of no, minutes we've just done the Gary Lineker chat <laughs> yeah uh, and the only bit of breaking news was Marcus Rashford won the Player of the Month Surprise. for February, which I think anyone was really surprised by. Saying Hag probably winning manager then, possibly. It would be quite funny after last week, but on it calls it's February. Yes, we go on February, not last weekend, which was March. Anyway, in the meantime, make sure you like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from, and we'll be back on Monday to wrap up the weekend's action. And in the meantime, we'll see you soon. <laughs>